0: take my text tonight from the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 so that's uh, Habakkuk 2 verse 4 behold his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him but the just shall live by his faith the just shall live by his faith um and of course, we know all that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of thing not seen. So tonight, what are you hoping for, and what has God not revealed yet to you? Yeah, you know, in, in this context, Habakkuk was uh, having a little issue. He was wrestling a little bit with uh, how God chose to punish His people, Judah, as you heard Sunday night, Brother Steve talk about. Yeah. You know, this is a little bit before that. So, uh, you know, the, his people were just, weren't repenting. They were still turning, they were, you know, just turning their ways from God. Uh, God sent Jeremiah to warn them, uh, the prophet Nahum to warn them that, hey, you need to repent, come back to God, or, you know, his wrath will be upon them. He warned them many times to turn back to them. But uh, and for 40 years, Jeremiah 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 prophesied to them, say, hey, repent, turn back to God. What'd they do? They didn't really listen. They didn't believe. Uh, they were content at what they were doing uh, because they were living in a prosperous time. They have a, a good army to defending. Uh, again, their hope was lying in uh, the army, their army, their own strength instead of God and uh, they wouldn't think they never thought that calamity would come their ways or to them at all they were living good times uh, prosperous times, just like we are now today Um, you know i remember when i was young you know i don't remember if this was a dream or if it was real you know when uh, when we're living in Cambodia, I remember just living our town, you know, doing our own thing. I remember we had a big, huge sugarcane field in our, you know, behind our house, making sugarcane and you know sugars and stuff like that. And one day, my parent had to pack up what they can or what they can carry and you know, to leave uh, our town there we were living in. I'm sure somebody warned them. Or gave him a warning, say, "Hey, the Khmer Rouge are coming. You have to leave, or you most likely be, you know, executed, or you would, you and your family would be in danger." Again, because my dad has some educational background, and they didn't want that. They didn't like that. And so uh, my parent took, gather us and uh, the two and a half kid, me, and my brother, my sister was still a baby, and uh, I remember standing when we got to the edge of the town again i'm not sure if i remember correctly or if it's a dream but it's almost like in a movie and they were turning back and looking at the town i remember vividly just looking back at our house you know for the last time before we leave there and you know just looking back at that i wonder why there's many other people that are still living in the town just going through their daily life they knew that danger were coming and maybe some believe that hey these, uh, the Khmer Rouge, are coming to, to save them or to, to save them from the oppression or to free them from something that they thought they were in bondage. So, again, many um, stay, many didn't care, but you know, we left. And thank the Lord for that, that, uh, you know, we escaped that because, you know, as uh, if you read history, the, the many people were uh, killed. During the the reign of the Khmer Rouge, you know at, at least one point five million people out of the, the whole country you know out of seven million people were gone and again. a lot of people have ample warning some people took heed to the warning and left and did what they need to do uh, to to be safe now I know portland 's not being invaded by any country as far as I know uh, I know the u s is not being yeah, trying to be taken over. You hear rumors and stuff like that, but uh, I don't think we're on any imminent threat by from any other country at the moment. But um, we are being, you know. Uh, if you were told right now, say, "Hey, yeah, Portland's being an attack. Uh, Portland's going to be destroyed. All the churches going to be burned down." What would you do? I know I would, you know, contact my family member let them know hey do you have jesus in your heart do you have christ in your life and i would get down on my knee for the lord to intervene the lord uh, let his will be done and i hope we all here since it's tuesday night that you're here would do the same thing get down on your knee and pray that god would intervene and that lord that god's will be done you know for our churches for our family for the church family and for his kingdom but you know what uh and we hope that those who are not yeah. Don't again. Don't have Christ in their life. Would come to repentance and to know that. Now again. Yeah. But there is something that is invading, always trying to invade our life, and our country, and our churches across America, and that is the same thing as uh, happened in, to the children of Israel. There, um, we're being invaded by just lawlessness, foolishness, hatreds of God, hatred of. You know, righteousness—that is invading. You know, our country, our life, our churches. You know, the the cancel the cancel culture, like Brother Dave mentioned. It's it's just ridiculousness. That's all I can say. Invading us, and it's too bad that we are succumbing to it. Um, and it's sad to say that these are uh, are just getting. Uh, Coming into more our church and it's the world standard. And like we heard during young people, you know, the world doesn't represent us. We represent Christ. We are peculiar people. The world represent that things that are opposed to what we stand for, what we are called to do. And we need to, to stand strong and stay strong. And the only way that we can do that is go to the Lord and get on our knees. Because again, our our cities, our nations, churches are just being, uh, invaded by these, uh, just these things, the discord, the covetousness, the strife are everywhere. And if we're not careful, we're going to allow that into our life. It's going to not just come out just all of a sudden, but it's just going to slowly creep in to our life. Again, God used his prophet to warn people time after time years after year he gave he was so merciful that he said you know repent and turn back to me and i will have mercy on you but again yeah, you know the the children of israel did not listen and i hope that when god warned us of something that we would listen that we would we would take heed to his warning so uh after all that warning, again, they didn't listen. They choose not to listen. So the Babylonian came and took over and uh, invaded Judah. Many lives were lost. Many were enslaved. And many were exiled. And, of course, the temple was destroyed, as you know, Jeremiah prophesied about it. And um, now here's where we come to this verse when uh, God told them. Uh, Habakkuk, that the just still live by his faith. Habakkuk kind of wrestled with God's method a little bit. Um, He was uh, just he was questioning how can a holy God, how can somebody so mighty, so merciful, so graceful, allow such a nation or a ruthless people to be used to chastise his chosen people. And, uh, he described these people, are, they're, they're full of violence, they're destructive, uh, they're full of strife and contentions, and they don't know what justice is. Um, they are full of arrogance and self-confidence, just like uh, a lot of people here in our country and our city also. So ha- Habakkuk prayed that God would uh, do something about these, the violence against the people, the strife, the injustice in the land. He understand that God has to punish them because they wouldn't repent. But why use such wicked people to do so? And and he was getting frustrated that God, he didn't think that God was listening to him, that God wasn't hearing his uh, prayer. Uh, but, uh, and the nation uh, problem was escalating, and the leader weren't obeying the law. Again, like um, you heard on Sunday night, the rich was taking advantage of the poor, and the official were taking bribes. And the law were ignored and being twisted, and uh, everything was just not what it should be. Again, he didn't think God was listening to him because of things were just getting worse with his people. I mean, sometimes we wrestle with God. Well, we question when things doesn't go our way. It's okay to, you know, when uh, when we do when when things comes in our life. We can go to God in prayer. We can take it to Him. And you can ask Him why. He'll allow it. But I'm sure He's going to tell you the same thing. Just wait. And, uh, you know, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. Um, He's going to tell us the just shall live by His faith. Yeah. You know, again, and then He has another problem. The, the second question He asked God was, you know, the, the, the spiritual, the, the leader, the, it was declining. The church, nobody was uh, again coming to go, uh, coming to God. They, uh, the people, were getting acculturated into the new cultures. They were becoming basically like the Babylonian, worshiping in in idols. Uh, the people were becoming more prideful, uh, self-sufficient, and full of evils. The lust of the eye, the pride of life, um, and instead of uh, teaching or allowing, you know, the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the law and the standard, you know, go out into their world around them. They let the world come into their culture, their life to change their ways. And, um, again, they became restless and never satisfied, always wanting more. Nothing is never enough. And, uh, nothing is never, uh, n- ever contented and again they were conforming to the world around them instead of the world around them conforming conforming to their ways to god's way so um they they were allowing many unrighteous things uh into their lives around them and into their uh, cultures and again habakkuk was frustrated why is god not answering my prayer um so and then that's where um Again, we can pour our complaint to God and request before God. But when we do, we need to start. We have to be still and listen when God answer our prayers. Yeah. Right now we have his word, the Bible. That's how one way he answer. And then through his Holy Spirit and through his uh, providence, God will not disappoint. God will reveal. So, um. God answered Habakkuk and said, you know what, through all this, even though through all the violence and destruction, my glory shall fill the earth. My glory shall fill uh, what is happening here. He said the just shall live by faith. And um, again, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, though, Though the world may be filled with corruption, it shall one day be be filled with uh, his glory. And yes, one day it will be filled with his glory and we will be up with him forever in eternity too. His glory will be revealed through us. Again, whatever we take to him in prayer, he will reveal what his plan is for us. So when uh, he finally, uh, when uh Finally, Habakkuk start to embrace God and who God is and how great and how mighty, how holy God is. So when he start to, uh, embrace God's plan and God's will, you know, so God answered him again in, uh, in chapter three here and verse 17 and 18. And, uh, Habakkuk start to give praise to the Lord. And although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the foal, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So when he started to embrace that, he had that joy unspeakable and he realized that hey god has a plan god is the god of my salvation god is the god of his people salvation so tonight when will you start to embrace god's plan as soon as you start to give him praise just like some of the song we say as soon as we start to bless god as soon as we start to embrace him who he is he will reveal reveal and he will bless you know, right now, it doesn't matter. Yes, the world's been in a crisis for the last couple of years. And it still is in a crisis. Our nation is in a crisis. Our cities, it's always in riot, turmoil. But um, you know what? God is in control. And you have to realize that. Uh, just like Habakkuk, he, he told him, the just shall live by his faith. And he's telling us, we have to live by uh, by faith. Because faith is what uh, bring us through. Faith will allow us to see God. Because you know what? The Probably the, the biggest crisis is the personal crisis. Um, that is, if you don't have Christ in your life, uh, that is the one thing that you have a choice, that you have control over. You know, the, the world crisis, the thing around you, the nation, the, the city crisis, it's always going to be in crisis since the beginning of time since Noah's time and through now through you know, Habakkuk's time to Jeremiah and Nehemiah and to now it's always going to be in crisis you know why because there's always going to be sin in the world uh as long as well, there's sins in the world there's going to be crisis but you know God is there to uh, uh to be in control uh, to give us hope to give us strength you know because uh again if you don't have christ in your life that would be the greatest personal crisis there will ever be for you you know in ephesians 2 8 says uh, for by grace you are saved through faith that not of yourself it is the gift of god again it is the gift of god you know when god says the just shall live by his faith and his promises you know the just it's mean righteous it's not because we're righteous by our own doing of what we have accomplished. But it's uh, the righteousness of what Christ did for what his blood cover. It's through his blood that we are righteous. And we have to live by that. And you know what? The The righteousness of God will prevail. And the just shall live by faith and God's promises. You know, in closing, I, I looked this up. There are over 7,000, over 7,400 promises in the Bible that God made to humankind. Um, and those promises have no expiration dates, not whatsoever. Um, and it, just in case you forget about some of those promises, I'll, I'll give you some, uh, uh, the, the main one. You know, God promises, he promised to answer our prayers, always, yes, sometime it may be, yes, no, or maybe uh, later, await, Yeah. Uh, He promised to give us peace. He promised to give us wisdom generously. He promised to give us a purpose for our lives again. And He promised to forgive us for our sins. He promised to deliver us from temptation. He promised to be with us always, no matter what. He promised to provide for our needs. He promised to fill us with joy, that joy unspeakable. He promised to give us strength he promised to fight for us. He promised to comfort us. Yeah. And he promised uh, that uh, he is coming back again to take us home for those who believe, who trust in him, to take us to be, to be with him. And nothing in this world or anywhere can separate us from the love of God. That is a promise. You know. So never no matter how difficult Or challenging our situation is our city, our nation, the world. You know, we can stand on God's promise. God's promise can be trusted. But if we trust in ourselves, we leave God out of our lives. When you depend on yourself, I can almost guarantee that you will fail. Might not be right now, might be not today, might not be tomorrow, but you will fail because as human being, we are fragile. Uh, we will run out of strength. We will run out of energy. But if we put our trust in God, you know, our strength will never run out. You know, uh, our energy will never run out. You know, it, it's limitless because God is limitless. So those who trust in, the, in the, the God of all creation will be with him forever in heaven. Again, so just to quote that verse again. Um, in the Habakkuk two four, the just shall live by his faith. So tonight, are you living by your faith in all the thing you do? If not, you know, it's a, a great time to give God your life you know, and the thing that you do. It's never too late to ask God to, to come into your life, uh, to make you a new creature and to live by that faith and that promise that has no expiration date. So the song for invitation is 692. Let's come down and pray.